Uh, no, this is not a metal song. This is the Retro MMG Show. I'm your host, John. Along with the bus tip for me is Tony. How are we doing, Tony? <laughs> Feeling extra metal right now. Yeah, it's that was great. It is. It's a new place that I found. Uh, for all you people out there, there is this uh, new site out there. You do have to create a login page. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what you have to do with everything now. Yeah. Create a login, oh, a password, yeah, and then, like, get a password manager and all that stuff. Give but... me a social security number. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Bank account. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, it's a new place. It's called Creator Mix. It's, it's um, uh, created by mm-hmm. uh, Nick Nimmin. I don't know if anyone knows who that guy is out oh, there. Oh, yeah, good buddy of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he is a YouTube creator that kind of creates things for YouTube creators. Um Check out a site. It's called Creator Mix. You can get royalty-free uh, tracks off of there, which we are doing. So shout out to Sweet State of Decay and Thank Nick you. Nimmin. Hell yeah. Uh, how we doing, Tony? Good, dude. Kind of sore. A little sore. Yes, I did see. <laughs> so uh, I think we talked last week about me seeing you at uh, the, a parking lot. Uh, that was the first time I saw your band. And then we were on Gig- Gilligan's Island. Uh, and then uh, you were in a boat. And uh, yeah. you were actually you were an action. An actual venue yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it was a very good show. You know, it's it's funny. You know, you go to a bar to see uh, bands. You know, you're kind of wondering like who's there for the band and who's sure. there for getting drunk. Is it and... worth me staying here? Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, you were the draw at that uh, venue, and you guys, sweet. I can not say greater things about you, <clears throat> even though it's not really my music, but I know the music. It's all '80s sure. '80s synth stuff, and I think yeah. that's what your draw is. You gotta find that niche and uh, find the uh, scratch that itch. Scratch that itch. <laughs> find the forty-five-year-old ladies with their titties out in the front Hell row. Yeah. <laughs> they love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're scratching that itch, man. And congratulations to you, Miggy, uh, Chrissy, Petra, and of course the fifth Beatle, Brad. <laughs> yes, the fifth Beatle. It's there's a lot, a lot we owe him for. You know, taking care of us like he does. So yeah, absolutely. Like I was telling you earlier, I could feel the kick drum in my bowels. <laughs> I could say heart, but uh, it wasn't limited my to my heart. My chonies were vibrating. Man, I, it, it, I felt it just as much as he did. Dude. It, was it was booming, great. dude. It was booming. You know, very good job on uh, uh, the part of you guys, uh, Brad, and the venue. So yeah. shout out to all you guys. Hell you yeah. a really good show. A really good Tons turnout. My wife had a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, good good times were had by yep. all. We got to play there before Striker, so that's all that matters. Striper, <laughs> Striper, it was Striker. Stryker. What are you, a union delegate? <laughs> Striker, you gonna blow up Scabby the Rat? Striper, Striper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to honk at him though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I, I'm not going to get into that. No. I'm not going to get into the union. Because I have thoughts as a carpenter about unions and uh, yeah, the good parts and, and, and the bad parts. But Ooh, hard um, turn. I was uh, thinking about something today. As What's that, dude? Pets is what I was thinking oh, about. Yeah. Um, I have, you, know, you know me. I have a kind of a... I'm, I don't want to call myself a hard ass. Hate, love, hate. I have a love, hate, love. Love, hate, love. Don't dude. say hate twice. Just say hate once. <laughs> no, I, I purposely did it. That yeah, way. I know you did. But that's it's probably more an, an apt description of uh, my uh, relationship with my pets. It's probably hate, love, hate, then uh, love, hate, right. love. Yeah. Um, cats. Cats get yeah. a lot of shit. You know what I mean? 
dogs are all the rage. Like every like you oh, talk yeah. shit about a dog, and you'll you'll get the the internet pile on. You know. Sure. Uh, especially if you, if you delve into love for well, you. and yeah. if you delve into the pit bull discussion, oh, you're going to get a lot of oh, hate. Yeah. If you, There's uh, a lot of different opinions on that. Right, yeah. and the Rottweilers and like you know blah blah blah. blah. Uh, but cats aren't really discussed a whole lot. Cats are all over the internet, and I think that's what uh, they're adorable. They are. They are. <laughs> the kittens are adorable. But what's not adorable is 16 and 17 year old oh. haggy cats that I have. <laughs> They're Come old on. bitches, dude. It's like they still love me, but I'm starting to not love them anymore. Oh. <laughs> You're falling out of love with your I, I am. I'm like, will you just die already? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. If, I don't, you, well, it's like, you know, that's what happens when you have, like, elderly These parents and you're, like, adorable. you're, like, 65 years old and your parents is, yeah. like, 89 and they're yeah. in, in hospice. You're, like, we just fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing, you know, because oh. they become a burden and, you know, and it's, like, you're on two years of this bullshit and you're, like, well, you just fucking, can we have a little relief, you know? You're terrible. I am terrible, but it is a reality of life, you know? It's, like, a lot of people go through that. And I've discussed this with many, many people, and it's a real thing with their elderly parents. But yeah. as far as cats go, again, they get a lot of, they don't get discussed a lot besides, you know, stupid cat videos someone throws a yeah. cucumber behind them and they jump you know <laughs> or or puts like flip-flops or the, on their paws or right something. or bag baggies on their paws and they just don't know how to walk uh. <laughs> but like and, and i do like cats you know don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i love my cats i really do but there's a certain point where I'm, where you walk down your basement steps and they're carpeted and there's puke on every single uh. fucking step <laughs> Or you wake up in the morning uh, and you go, you're like stumbling to the bathroom uh, and start getting ready and like you step in a yacked puddle. Uh, <laughs> you're uh, like, yeah, oh, dude. You. I've definitely done that. You're like, God yeah. fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to shower, but it's, that's not the point, you know? <laughs> My cat just hilariously, he's always super hungry in the morning and then he eats real fast and then he's like, Bleh. Yes. <laughs> That's the shit that I'm talking about. We have one of our our oldest cat has like two teeth left, like oh. like two teeth. So when she eats, and when she eat, you know when to, what time she eats? It's like three thirty in the morning. It's like rubbing fucking. It's like rubbing erasers together. It's just like oh. she's gumming the shit she's out of the food. The- <laughs> just trying to get it soft enough to be able to digest, and I'm just like. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, <laughs> I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if it's appropriate to say it in the podcast, but uh, I want to force feed her something like a syringe. You know? Oh my God. You're like, all right, you're done with, you're done with solid food. <laughs> yeah. I want to get a feeding tube for her, you know, it's, it's so, just, or just make so, it digestible. It's so offensive to listen to her eat. I'm just like, right, I've had enough of this. You gumming soft cat food. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, it is hard food. I will give her that. Um, and maybe I got to ask my wife because she is a vet tech. Uh, why, aren't you give, why aren't you giving her soft food? Why are we hearing these this You guys squeaking? don't give them soft food at all? No, we don't. Like, really? I, I, I think my wife has a stance against it. Like, there's oh, something. okay. Like, she's not, she's not really hip on it, no. She's I'll, have a, to, I'll have to hear this. 
Yeah, we'll talk off the air about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's like sometimes if there's <laughs> no, sick, go get her, bring her down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think she. We do have soft food in the house, but I think it's like more if they're sick or something like oh, okay. uh, it's that kind of thing. We kind of half and half it. Okay. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, they they're still always hungry. Yet. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> right? And maybe that's a part of it. Once you know, they it's have like their soft food. They're like, all right. Yeah. So. It, it doesn't satiate them. That might be a part of it. That might might very well be a part of it. Um, but yeah, it's like they're old. Um, they still like they still come up to me wanting loving, you know. But they're all dandruffy and just like I couldn't. Like I. <laughs> If I was doing, if I was petting these cats They're in the sunlight, I would probably throw up. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, but yes, I would not, I would, you know. <laughs> Sorry, all, all you people oh, out there, but uh, man. <laughs> I would not like it. <sighs> um, but yeah, but I love them. Uh, but they're getting a little <laughs> bit past that point of cute, you know. It's like they're cool for a while. Uh, There's literally they, nothing they could do right now that makes them cute. <laughs> no, not at all. They just literally sit there like they old just hags, sit and stare. <laughs> oh, the one of them, the, one of them loves me, right? And if I'm petting a dog. She's like perched on a high from across the room, like staring daggers down at me. You know, it's like, yep. it's like you motherfucker. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> she just makes the slice with right. the finger across her neck. But like, it ain't towards me. It's to, towards whoever I'm petting. <laughs> yeah. She starts planning shit against the other pets. The dog just looks scared up at her. Like. Uh. She's like I'd like to be pet, but I don't want to be murdered either. I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, speaking of murdered, oh. we are brings us to the topic of the week. Hell yeah, good switch over, dude. Yeah, that would be called a uh, segue. <laughs> segue, good segue. Yeah, uh, murder. Speaking of murder, <laughs> now it's not a good segue anymore. No. <laughs> Why'd you point it, it out? Why'd you point it out? I don't know. Uh, we are talking about uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street this weekend. Of course, I am not yeah. prepared with my description of the movie, but that is the topic of uh, discussion this week. We all know week. what it is. Freddy, get it? Yeah, everyone knows Four what it is. Four knives on his hand. Four knives on his hand. <laughs> Four butter fingers. Butter knives. And butter knives. <laughs> yeah. I'd call them steak knives, but... Uh, steak knives? Okay. I guess uh, they got to be sharp. Yeah, they got to be sharp. It's like you're not, I mean, you're killing people with butter knives. Is that what you're doing? Uh, yeah, let me just bring this up real quick. I don't know. There quick. was some parts in we were just <laughs> pretty hilarious. There were a lot of hilarious I parts. I remember it being terrifying when I was a kid. Oh, uh, this was <laughs> one of the scariest things as yeah. a part of my childhood. I was the born concept in, is still great. It, it's very good. Um, uh, I, remember, I was born in 1982. This movie came out in 1984. Um, the first time I saw it, I want believe I was like six years old. So like 1988, 1989, yeah. somewhere around there. Pretty much uh, the worst time to watch it. Right. Um, <laughs> and it, you know, I never really had a whole lot of, you know, scary movies or uh, nightmares when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. I don't remember waking up in a cold sweat and just like mm -hmm. crying for my mom and any of that stuff. Um, but the, one of the nightmares I do recall having when I was a kid 
did involve Freddy. Really? Yes. And I it can was, see that. And it was me. I woke up scared, and I walked in my mom's room, and I looked at the curtains that she had, and they had like that paisley like pattern on her curtains the green and red stripes it was, it was more blue and like like <laughs> oh, okay. uh like pale like pale white you know that kind of thing yeah and i just remember seeing freddie 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 <laughs> <Hipster Freddy. laughs> yeah, he loved he loved uh ipas <laughs> and mustaches <laughs> He had a handlebar mustache, handlebar mustache. with a can of wax to stick on the side. Um, but yeah, I remember going in the room. She had like yeah, this paisley like patterns, uh, like white and blue curtain. Uh-huh. And I remember like seeing Freddie in in that pattern, you know. And I was scared as shit. And I was like six or seven or whatever it was. That's and that's like you know one of the only nightmares I ever had when I was a kid. Again, I never like woke up in a cold yeah cold sweat just like, mom come here. I was just like, no mom stay asleep. I'm I'm good. You know? Yeah, I remember one like <clears throat> it did real good when it came out and they were making like toys and all kinds of stuff towards it. And... Oh, we're gonna get into the <laughs> yeah. uh, reach that the, the a Nightmare on Elm Street series <laughs> had because there was a, this was a cultural phenomenon throughout oh, yeah. the 80s and early 90s. Uh, but let's go with uh, some of the facts of the movie. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is a 1984 American supernatural slasher film written and directed by Wes Craven and produced by Robert Shea. It is the first installment in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street s- franchise and stars Heather Langenkamp, John Saxon, Roni Blakely, Blakely, Robert England as Freddy Krueger, and Johnny Depp in his film debut. Uh... And I think that's really how we get it. Like, there's budgetary stuff that I can kind of list off and all that, but it doesn't really matter because this was a cultural phenomenon, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of took over uh, the horror series because before this, you know, and then in the 70s, it's like you always had, you know, horror movies. You know, I think one of the first movies ever ever made was a Frankenstein movie, you know? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was like in 1902 or something, and it was, like, made by Thomas Edison, I think. Um Nice. And then you get into like the Nosferatu in 1929, and you get into the Universal movies with uh, Bela Lugosi's Dracula uh, right. and Frankenstein. Uh, what's his name? Boris Karloff as Frankenstein, uh, yeah. and and those two kind of dominated, you know, the horror movies for like the next 15 years. Uh-huh. And then it's weird. It's weird how horror movies go, or the history of horror movies, you know, because yeah, in the, in the 30s, well, pretty much since the turn of the century, since we had moving pictures. Uh, we've had, you know, the, the universal ones, you know, the mummy, the creature in the black mm-hmm. lagoon right. and everything, Those you know, a handful. Yeah. And when you get in the fifties, it starts getting into like the radioactive monsters, you know, like, <laughs> like Godzilla yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, Oh yeah. It's like, I mean, they had that, I think 1933 was King Kong, but it was like, you know, giant ants and like yeah. them, and, you know, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of those movies. And you move into the sixties, there was the hammer horror films, which was super, Big chested chicks and Christopher Lee as Dracula. That's pretty much what all of them were, you know. That's it's I mean, check out ridiculous for for anybody out there who's not seen any of the Hammer horror films. Do a deep dive on Hammer horror films because they're like almost like black black exploitation films, you yeah. know. It, it, it's it, it's a wild scene, man. It's like just yeah, big big breasted women and like Van Helsing <laughs> and Dracula, you know. And there's like thirty seven of those movies Good out there. Lord. And then at the end of the 70s, you start to get these slasher films with Halloween mm-hmm. and uh, Friday the 13th. 
And there wasn't really a face on Michael Myers. I mean, yes, he had a mask, but you didn't know who the person was. You know, he's just like this, you know, troubled dude, schizophrenic murderer, okay? Uh, Friday the 13th, the original, spoiler alert, it was his mom, but then you get into Jason Voorhees, and, you know, he's just kind of walking around people. But I think Freddy, once he came about in 1984, actually put a face on that, you know, evil that's in those movies, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, obviously there was Dracula and all that, but, like... Post uh, Universal monsters and and all that stuff. I think Freddy put a new face. Yeah, exactly. On on all the horror mm-hmm. monsters, and you know he was very scary. You know, I I remember watching this movie as a kid, being very frightened. You know. Yeah, especially when they like kind of kept him a little bit in the dark. You know, he, there's something about seeing a monster uh, not entirely lit up that is. That's you know, that's exactly right. There's so more. Much better. There's more, more more horror in the mystery of the monster right. than there is than seeing him go up close. Because mm-hmm. if you see him up close, you're gonna die. You know. But like, yeah. if you can't see him, you don't know what's what's happening. You know. And that that's what they did. And that's what a lot of movies did. And I'm glad that Wes Craven. And I don't know if this is his uh, film debut. He probably made a lot of short films or something. But this is one of his mm-hmm. earliest and uh, most successful franchises that he has he's ever done. So, uh, R.I.P. Wes Craven. We also did Scream, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and that was another thing that kind of revived the horror yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, this uh, yeah came out in 1984. I was a little kid. I loved this movie. Never mm-hmm. saw the second one. I saw, well, Maybe I saw it once or twice, but not in the last 20 years. Like, I've not seen it in very, very all long time. All I remember time. is they all got much dumber. Well. Like, just in the sense that, like, you could almost put comedy on. <laughs> yes, that is very true. I don't know about the second one. Well, well like the second you know, one had a lot of like homosexual like tie-ins. You know, it like from what I've read and what I've heard, it's like it's like an, a lot of allegories about homosexuality, and because you know Freddie takes over someone's body in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I haven't seen it. I should have done a little bit more deep dive, but I'm very very familiar with. The Dream Warriors, number three. We're not going to dream no more. Um, Number four, the uh, Dream Master. And number five, the Dream Child. Number six, Freddy's Dead, Dead. the Final Nightmare. And then the New Nightmare that came out in like 93 or 94 or something like that. Right. Um, I'm very familiar with all of those movies. But for some reason, the second one just never kind of, you know, spoke to me. even as we're like talking about, I can't even... Think of it myself. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you'd think maybe it's scared. The first one scared you too much. You're like, I'm not watching this second one. Well, why would I watch the third one then? You know, you got a little older, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. But uh, this movie, yeah, it, it was you know cultural phenomenon started a revolution of horror movies back in the 80s and into the 90s and. Um, you know, kudos to Wes Craven. This made Robert England's career. It's like he totally. he, he did a, a handful of other movies, but like he was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. You know, he's the burned guy with he's the red and green sweater. Living you know. off of it today. I would fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Comic cons and shit. You know, just I, I would love forever. to meet him. I'd love to meet to him. Absolutely. I'm sorry to talk over you, but uh, yeah, going to Comic Con, he is Freddy Krueger yep. for the rest of his life, and uh, hopefully he stays with us for yep. at least a little bit more. Get it thousand dollar replica glove for him right. to sign. Well, it's like you think about Halloween costumes, it's like they're still Freddy costumes oh, at, yeah. at, at, at uh, what do you call it? Halloween City or what is it? 
that takes over every Circuit City building. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Halloween City is that something? What is it? I know there's like a one that's a spirit something. Spirit Halloween. That's is what that it, it is. Yeah, okay. that, that's exactly right. <clears throat> but yeah, this movie was made in 1984, and we're 30 years, almost 40 years later. Yeah. Uh, and we're still getting, you know, yeah, class. a few people that are like big collectors, you know, lots of their stuff that they uh, have sold over the years from God knows what, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, again, you know, they're they still ha- coming out stuff constantly. Go to Spirit <laughs> Halloween and tell me you can't find a Freddy Krueger glove, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the effect that that, that this movie Funko had. Funko Pops. Uh, and, yeah, Funko uh, Pops. <laughs> Stupid fucking Funko Pops. All, all types of things. Dude, man. everything. There's Freddy involved in, 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 yeah. in something. And uh, this this is why we're talking about it is because this had such a uh, – it had its birth in the 80s. It had its uh, a little bit of a revival in the 90s, and it stayed in the zeitgeist uh, mm-hmm. uh, till, t- till today. Uh, the film is credited with using many of the tropes found in the low-budget horror films of the 70s and 80s that originated with John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, the film includes a morality play where s- sexually promiscuous teenagers are killed. And that, that, you know, yes and no. I mean, like, they had sex at the beginning, you know, like uh, Rod well, and really Tina. It's really only half you know? of them, like, just those two. Right. And it's not even, yeah, it is not like a, a, a Friday the 13th. No, there's no titties. That is heavily there's no. That. Oh, yeah. There, you, know? <laughs> there, you know, there's no titties. You see uh, um, Heather's or, or Heather Lincamp, uh, Nancy's. You see her back, but that's about it. That's it. You know, and uh, th- I and think that's what's... just quickly changing into a shirt. Right. It's not even, you know. Yeah, it's not, you know, a, a teen sex romp, you know, mm-hmm. turned horror. It's uh, and I think that's why it does kind of stick out there more than the Friday the 13th or uh, yeah. Halloween. Well, I don't know. I'm not a big Halloween fan, um, but so I can't speak too much on it, but I'm a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. So I don't, I don't know if I agree with that uh, there on Wikipedia about, you know, promiscuous yeah. teens being killed. Uh, but, you know, still a great movie. Um, and uh, let's kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it, huh? Hell yeah. Uh, so the opening scene... I think it's one of the greatest horror opening scenes ever. You know, it, yeah. it has him building, building his glove. glove yeah. uh, it's, it's seemingly all out of copper. He's like just got a bunch of parts there. He's uh-huh. filing and he's cutting and he gets the old gloves and he has just, bad asthma. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's breathing <laughs> he's very breathing heavily. Very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. And I think that can the, probably the boiler room. Maybe yeah, it's a, probably a little hot in there. <laughs> he's like, damn. I should put air conditioning uh, in there. <laughs> I should turn the boiler off before I start making yeah, my glove. Man, Jesus. <laughs> it's like you can just get a little kiln if you want to melt, you know, form some metal. Go outside and do it. <laughs> yeah, the sun's out. It's <laughs> fresh air. Uh, but it's, it is a good scene. It's an, it, is, it is a very iconic scene, too, yeah. um, him building that glove. And I think they allude to it. In uh, a new nightmare, when, uh, the 1994 oh, or three yeah, mo- yeah. movie, you know, uh, very effective. You can see kind of the origins of Freddy, just kind of you know, uh, building his glove, and mm-hmm. then after that, you get the title shot, which is ew, <laughs> and like a nightmare in Elm Street. They, and I, I, I'm a big fan of the, just the look of that, you know, the sound. And how you get that zoom in of a Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. It's a very good title card, as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah. it's very effective. 
you know you're in for a horror. There are movie, definitely you know? some hilariously '80s sounds. In Absolutely, this. <laughs> but you, you know you say that, but I want to say that, that but, but they all worked. They still it still kind of like shines through. Now yeah. maybe you can you know come up with some instances and tell me one of those uh, instances where you say it's oh, it's too '80s, like it's too synth or whatever. Yeah, um, just like some of the, like you know like uh, chase scenes or just like some weird scare scenes is instead of like doing like low rumbles or something like that it's like uh yeah like a high weird synth you know something like that and you're just kind of like that just dates it right not that it's already not dated but yeah it gives it that extra i understand what you're saying yeah (laughs) it it definitely dates it because you don't see that in horror movies now yeah but i will say a lot of that stuff coming is coming back because like, look at the Stranger, Stranger Things. Th- I, I knew. Yeah. Look at the Stranger Things opener. They did you know, that on just purpose, that. you know. They but like, it works, you know. And, oh, yeah. and it's still creepy, you know. And, so, and it, you know, fans liked that. They liked that they, uh, you know, had those sounds in Stranger Things. Well, absolutely, because it is a show set in the 80s, so you kind of have to, right? you know, right. do that. And it's effective. And, I've been, you know, you'll look at a lot of YouTubers now. They're starting to put those 80s synth stuff mm-hmm. into their videos. And oh, I'm coming back now. It is. It, it's weird how That's why we're playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember when bell bottoms <laughs> came back in the late '90s? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> so our movie begins with uh, what seemingly is our main character Tina in a dream, and she's in a boiler room. Well, I would say a boiler factory because <laughs> there's steam valves and. And fire and uh, pipes and uh, a lot of that kind of stuff yeah, all over the place. I've been and in a lot of boiler rooms, and uh, it's, know, it's 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 not hard real. to see one as as messed up as some of the ones they use there. But well, I have seen some where like you go down in there and you're like, holy shit, out yeah, Freddie, like, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna come around the corner. Yeah, I've been, I'm right there with you. I, some of them are very simple and yeah. uh, like everything's painted. There's no, yeah, <laughs> it's very clean. Yeah, you know, but, that's how it's supposed to be. And then you look yeah. at like some old school that from the fifties, and yeah. you're like, holy shit. Yep. Um, but uh, but I'm right there with you. But I will say, um. What you know? What what was the direction from the from the uh, uh, director? Now, is this supposed to be a maze? I mean, ob- obviously, it's not supposed to be real. You know, it's like uh, we talk right. a lot about suspending disbelief. And what I do like about this movie is it kind of depicts dreams very very accurately. Where in a lot of things are a, a big maze in your dreams. You know, you can mm-hmm. go from one location to the other. Um, not know what's going on. It's like, uh, you know, locations are seemingly endless, you know? So I don't know if that's like a, a, a mistake or like a, a trope or is that done intentionally because dreams are essentially endless. You know, it's like you go into a, a house or a field or a, a boiler room mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, you, I, you I never know. I have a lot that are in like schools and yeah, I always tell my wife I had dreams, and it's always I'm always in like a college or a school of some kind. It's very, very weird. Yeah, so it's like, was that choice intentional? It's like, yeah, I, I talk shit about a lot of movies, but I don't, I don't think I, <laughs> I think on this episode I'm not going to talk shit about you know the, the ridiculousness of the dream parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because dreams are ridiculous. You know, there you, you, again, you switch locations. You never know how lo- how big a building is. Right. You, you never know who you're talking to. Um, so, th- you know, 
I think that I think that was intentional, and that's why I, I think a part of me does like this movie is because they do depict dreams pretty. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say realistically because everyone's dreams are different, um, but they, you know, the, the the unknown part of your dreams, I think they depict pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she's in you know this endless boiler room, and you know that's a theme throughout the entire series. Yeah. You know, from from movie that's one, like his domain, if right. you want to put it that way. Yeah, and I forget was I don't I forget if he was like a school mechanic or like I forget what his occupation was, you know, and why he was there. And at the begin at the end of like Tina's dream, the opening dream session of Tina, like she goes into like this room that has a bed mm-hmm. and like like a bunch of belongings there. So I don't know if she like stumbled upon Freddy's lair and then like that's why she, you know, woke yeah, it up is. there. They actually depict that in the remake a little bit better. I think by stating like who he was and he was actually working at the school. Yes, I, I agree with that. I so, actually I just watched that maybe like three or four weeks ago. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and, and they he did, did have like a little, yeah, a little layer, if <laughs> yeah. you will. Yeah, a secret hideout yeah, that was a like secret hide. Yeah. For some reason, the administrators didn't know him what that was there. I know. <laughs> you know. It's like all right. What's I've, this again, little I've door been to go to? A lot through? of schools. There's not a lot of like secret hideaways that you can uh, make anywhere. Yeah, you can't diddle kids <laughs> like <laughs> not at the school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. Um. Uh, but yeah, so Tina, yeah, she has the dream, and there's a lamb. I don't understand the lamb part of it. Maybe I don't understand the symbolism of the lamb or sheep or whatever you want to call it. But it's like, eh, you know, it's like, what the fuck did that come from? Maybe just add to add to the horror or because you see sheep kind of commonly like in a lot of things, you know, look yeah. at Slipknot's uh, second album, Iowa. There's a fucking scary looking sheep. I don't know why it's scary. I'll, and I'll say this. I don't like goats, dude. I don't like goats. There's like 1300 different breeds of goat and they all have the. The f- most fucked up eyes you've ever seen. I in know your they're life. crazy. I do not like them. Yes, baby goats are cute. We all get that, but like adult goats, no, I don't so much. No, you you ever been to a petting zoo and you got like thirty of them around you, <laughs> and like they're all feeding, and then there's this one that gives you that look. That you're, like, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if I want to fuck with that one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know I got a handful of pellets, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> This motherfucker's gonna He's fuck gonna me take up. more than pellets from you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you yeah. He's got these like they always have like gold like cats slash snake eyes, you know? Yep. It's like goats have the worst eyes imaginable. Dude, I was behind a truck that I thought had three dogs in the back of it. It's a stoplight. And three satanic heads pop out. I was like, oh, look at the bagoo. <laughs> Keep going, keep going. No. It's terrifying. But yeah. At first I was, I was like, oh, maybe they're dogs. And I saw how bony thin they are. I was like, well, maybe they're deer. And then <laughs> no, it's on their heads. heads pop up. I was like, oh, oh there you go. No. Satanic. Yeah. Goats are the most demonic things on the planet. Uh. Like I, I'll, I'll, I'll mess with the baby ones, but like the adult ones that are like, you know, thirty six inches high, and you're just like, mm, you're looking at me not the right way. Especially they, they give me the stink eye. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're yep. like, you ain't getting pellets. Yeah. But, uh, 
and get my balls you move chewed to the off. left she <laughs> looks a little just following you everywhere uh oh yeah don't mess with those adult goats no that's it that's exactly right are you gonna get butted you know yeah. <laughs> they're gonna fucking ram you <laughs> i do not want to be the guy on the video getting rammed by a fucking goat yeah uh, but at any rate at any rate uh yes there's a lamb in there for some reason probably just because it's scary and satanic and all that yeah uh, but it turns out to be all a dream by Tina, and uh, she wakes up, and uh, I gotta say, her mom is a pretty slutty white trash mom, you know? And some dude in a wife beater shows up, he's like, you come yeah, back to bed, baby. <laughs> come on, I still I want some. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. Like her mascara's like, all back. smeared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you gotta stop dreaming, you gotta start dreaming like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta start dreaming right, baby. <laughs> I was like. And, you yeah. know, I think there's a theme of slutty white trash moms, uh, like alcoholic moms in this movie. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, Nancy's mom was uh, she, hella she, drunk. She loved her gin. And <laughs> smoked everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. She smoked at the doctor. <laughs> smoked she everywhere. says any, she just lights up a smoke. There wasn't even a, a do you mind if I smoke? <laughs> that yeah. was just, just light up. I know. In the hospital, that's all you can think of. You mind if I smoke? No. Yeah. Just right, lights it up. Yeah. That's, yeah, it was a different time, my friend. It's a different time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tina's mom was a, a, a slutty white trash mom. Uh, and then we get to... The scene where the kids are going to school, you know, it's like Tina had the bad, bad uh, dream. Yeah. And uh, all right. And flash to the they next. They get in that pimp ass. Cadillac. Uh, Cadillac. It was a oh red Cadillac. God. I was like, that thing is sweet. I literally yeah. have it written down. Sweet old up, Cadillac. I was like, dude. And I'm like, how, where'd you had get the that? Fins on the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm surprised it wasn't pink. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, it's a typical thing where they drive up, uh, you know, for some reason they park a block and a half away from the school and, uh, walk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I think we need to take a break. You want to take a break? Yeah. Yeah, Let's take a break. And we are back. Um, so yeah, they drove the sweet old Cadillac up, up, up a block, again, a block away from the school. I don't know why, but. You know, so did, they get that sweet shot of everybody with their backpacks. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like they're thirty-year-old teenagers. Thirty-year-old <laughs> yeah. teenagers. You know that trope goes back a long time, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. Um. Uh, so they're walking down and they're talking about their dreams and all that, and it's like they're realizing, you know, totally Tina. Normal. Yeah, Tina and Heather realize that, or Heather. I keep calling her Heather. It's Nancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather Langenkamp is the actress. Nancy is the character. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so they're talking about their dreams and they realize slowly realizing that they are having the same dream. And then even Johnny Depp is, uh, having the same dream, but uh, doesn't want to say it for some yeah, reason, he you is know, like the last person, you I don't know, even it, think he even re- admits it at all. Anyways, I don't think he does. He you just, know? yeah. Like even the guy Rod who jumps up on him, like through, in, in this scene, and he kind of accidentally lets it slip out. Yeah, he had the, has the dreams, and that was and that was the end of the scene. So yeah, they're walking up to the school, and Rod comes up and um, like he's 
pretty much the girlfriend of Tina, and he's like mm. the typical greaser type dude yeah. with the leather jacket. And, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, up yours with a twirling lawnmower. Yeah. Like, uh, did you did you catch that? It says up <laughs> yes, yours I with a twirling lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it down. I was like, oh uh, yeah, what the fuck does that Terrible. mean? <laughs> okay, what's a twirling lawnmower? Yep. Uh, just like sit on it. Maybe it's like a, a common thing in the eighties. I don't know. I, I, you know. Keeps a switchblade in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably with a comb he's next a t- to his. He, <laughs> yeah, he's got constantly has to comb his hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, they're yeah. But the end of the scene was they're talking about their dream. You know, Rod says up yours, and you know he kind of yeah. jets, and uh, they're Johnny Depp jets too. Seemingly because like they're talking about the dream, they ask him. If he's had the same dream and he just kind of runs away, you know, and like that was like, and this it was a fade to black, and there's a lot of fade to blacks. There is. In, in I this noticed movie. that. I was like, man, like hard cut, Jesus. <laughs> well, not hard fade cut, but black. But it was like a That's fade such a to weird black. Yeah. Thing to do in a movie. But know? there was multiples of yeah. fade to blacks in this, and maybe it was like an early thing that you do. Uh, they were probably uh, like, look, we got to edit this. We have no money. Just put fade yeah. to black. Yeah, was, uh, let's just dissolve <laughs> this. And pan to the door, and here we are, yeah. back in the house. <laughs> so in the next scene, uh, there's a, a sleepover uh, at Tina's house. Uh, I guess her whore mom's long, long yeah. gone. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's uh, Tina and Nancy and uh, Johnny Depp's character, Glenn, uh, chilling the there. And I did... Part I did, of the movie. <laughs> well, that is the most pr- promiscuous, but at the beginning, he's trying to convince his parents that he's at n- a different place than he is. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. he's got the giant boombox, <laughs> and boom he's got box. the cassettes, and he's yeah. trying to, he's, he's, he's calling his mother. So they're at uh, Tina's house, and uh, he's uh, Johnny Depp's character is uh, calling his mom to confirm that he's at a friend's house or wherever he was. I forget where, he, where what his excuse was. But he wasn't supposed to be at Tina's house, and he is playing airport yeah. noises. Yeah, well, yeah, he said he was gonna go to like a cousin's or something, and it's like really noisy there. There's an airport there, so that was his whole like his cover reasoning, his cover <laughs> for that. Yeah, but then you know, yeah. So he throws in he throws in a cassette tape in his uh, giant boombox. Hell yeah! Uh, hell yeah! Throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, a bunch of airplane like landing noises and like sound effects. That's yes, the word I was looking yeah. for. Uh, and then it, and it, the sound effects kind of go awry. I don't yeah. know why I didn't listen to it at the beginning. You know, you yeah, know? It got it's a like, little out of hand. Turned into like cars, screaming, crashing, <laughs> screaming, and then guns. Yeah, and, like yeah, like it was a Palestinian takeover. Yeah. <laughs> of, and hilariously, like Nancy has no clue on how to like. Hit the pause button, or hit stop, or volume down, or anything. She's freaking out, and it just seems like both of them are really like you don't know how to press the stop button. <laughs> and they're hitting shit on there, but they're like they're, nothing's happening to the volume or the music, or you know whatever. Yeah, they act super confused by the giant yeah. box they presumably had for you know six months or something. But maybe I will at that point in time, like <clears throat> those boom boxes did just come out. I mean, maybe that was kind of the whole. To yeah. us, that looks like ancient technology. You know well, it I mean, is but... ancient technology. But I will say, it's like, even though it's ancient technology, I do have a receiver. Like, I think you gave me a Pioneer receiver. Like, oh, dog, I still got Or Kenwood mine. or something. <laughs> and I had it for a good decade or something. And then I, literally last year, 
I have this old one from my stepdad uh, who uh, died, and like I just grabbed it from him, you know. Yeah. And it, you know, it's got the levers on it. You remember to go from AM to oh FM? It was a God. lever, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, but there's still a lot of buttons. I don't know. I'm yeah. like, what do I do with that? You know, what do I do with this? What does this do? What does that do? So I, there, I do have a little bit of sympathy with the characters for not knowing uh, what to do with <laughs> the stereo that they have. But it is again, it is a movie. There's a little bit of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Um, so they hear like the screeching noises outside, and it turns out to be Rod uh, with a what do you call what, what do you call that garden uh, tool was, that he uh, had? It was like yeah, a it was just like a it was like a, a three forked. Hoe or, it's not a no, hoe not because a hoe, a hoe has a flat blade, but it was like a three forked like no idea like trowel type. And what a trowel is almost like a shovel. I don't even know what to call that thing. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm pretty learned. Anybody that's <laughs> planting or anything, they know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's like three it's like a fork three that was little, bent uh, forward, you know. Forkies. Yeah, uh, yeah that's God damn this band. We actually, <laughs> two fucking guys can't even What's out. that to me? Yeah. What's a lug uh, right now my wife's just turning over. Naughty. Like, it's at the bar. Right. How could you mm-hmm. not know? We have six yeah. of them at the house. Right. I don't have any of them because I don't garden. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a gardening tool. You know, just kind of stir up soil, and uh, evidently, I think every year we get a new one because it's like I don't know where the other one went. What'd you do? What'd you do with <laughs> and it? And they're so expendable. It's where like did you? What did you do with dollar. it? It was here. <laughs> Come on, was. Tony. Where did it go? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't trowel. <laughs> it's not a trowel because a trowel is a fucking it. shovel. Uh, but yeah, at any rate, uh, that's supposed to recreate uh, the Freddy fingernail noise. Or yeah, fa- they, they like perfectly. That's another. I just said fingernail, and they fingernail? kept they called it fingernails like the entire time. And if I had a dream with a dude who had a, a glove on with blades, I wouldn't call him fingernails. I'd be like, yeah. no, he's got a fucking knife hand. <laughs> he's got like scissor hands or something. I wouldn't call him fingernails. You know. Oh, scissor hands. Uh, throw back to the Depp. Yeah, the Depp and uh, to the Burton. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rod shows up and uh, he threatens Johnny Depp for some reason. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it kind of, fa- again, it fades to black, you know, and then we get to the crazy. S- They're like, enough of that scene. Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it just fades to black. And then we get to uh, Johnny Depp just kind of laying there. Well, it, well, before well, that, like crazy humping, right upstairs. Yeah, crazy sex noises, and like, <laughs> like they're screaming. They're like, presumably sixteen years old. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I wasn't that much of a bedmaster when, <laughs> when I was uh, sixteen. So I highly doubt Rod was that good in bed. Uh, but you know, I don't know. You can test me today, but uh, I don't know about sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, so yeah, uh, you know, the uh, Rod and Tina uh, essentially make up, and they're in their bed. And then uh, Tina has her first uh, dream about Freddie. Uh, it's a pretty epic uh, scene here. Yeah, it, it introduces us to Freddie. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff goes on in this. Uh, mm. You know, Tina wakes up, and you know, and that's why I do like this movie is that you don't know when the dream starts. You know, they don't just right. like spell it out for you. You know, yeah. it's like you know. You don't know if this is a dream or if it's real, but and, and you don't know it's a dream until Freddy cuts his fingers off. You know, it's like, 
But, you know, she wakes up and there's like, you know, she's throwing rocks at the window and she's like, what's going on downstairs? And she goes down, she's in her nightgown. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first uh, sight of Freddy we have is like long, elongated arms, yeah, you know? Yeah, that and was uh, It's weird, dumb. but effective. Especially when you see him running with the arms. It's like, yeah. It looked like a little person, like a midget, you know? <laughs> but with normal arms. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was odd. well. They had to do that because when at the end of that shot, Freddie is the right there, you yeah. know, when she's running, you know. So they they had to have the double there. Um, good shots. It's odd. Like his arms were literally like you know thirteen feet yeah. each. Each of them were thirteen feet long, and he's like you know one of them you know scraping the side, doing his trademark uh, <laughs> the scraping things. Scrape. Uh, good scene. Very terrifying. I will say. Um, outside of the outlandishness, um, yeah. you know, he and, and he like cuts his fingers off. Yeah, I was gonna know? say those are the only couple of things like when he hacks his finger off or like slices his stomach. And, I, like, I have and the maggots the come only, out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like maybe why are you doing that to yourself to like scare somebody? Uh, Not really. I mean, are we going for the logic of the movie? or Are we going for the effect of the movie? You know, because it was like, yeah, obviously no one wants to cut themselves. It's like, why would someone, if you go in by logic, it's like, why would someone drive, uh, ride a plane into the Twin Towers? It's like, they're just going to kill themselves. It's like, well, because they're fucking crazy. You know, that, that's it. Okay, yeah, if you want to put put that spin on it, all right. But it's like, why would someone cut it? It's for effect. It's for the audience and it's for, and, and arguably for, uh, to terrify, uh, Tina who is running away from it. It's like, I don't care. You can't kill me. I'm cutting my fingers off. You can't do shit to me. That's you know? where like, you can almost put like the comedy spin on it. Cause then he always does that trademark. Like, ah, <laughs> you know, yeah. starts like cracking up. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, well, that doesn't happen a lot in this movie. It's no. like there's only a couple of gags it I gets, would say yeah, in this movie. The next few movies, it gets oh, it's, it's much much. It's worse. disgusting in the other movies. You know? it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like come on, you're a caricature of your yeah. your past self. Um, but yeah, he does the uh, finger cutting. He, he you know, she, he's and I did like a lot of the camera work and 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 because I'd imagine it's it's pretty innovative. Like when he just kind of appears out of the tree, you know, like there's that like uh, screen cut shot where, you uh, know, you can't see, you know, like the half cut shot, you know, like sure. where they just cut it out and he just appears out of the tree and he's like, hey, yeah, Tina, That's- and he just <laughs> slices off his fingers to show how bad at how much of a badass he is. Yeah, they really did that thing where they, you know, the shock factor of like. You know, you think he's here, you think he's here, but he's over here. Yeah, <laughs> you know they I mean? did. Well, it's like we take that for granted now, I think, because that wasn't a thing back in 1984. You know, it, it, it really wasn't. It's like, yeah, like I think I spoke before about like Jaws, like that zoom thing when Roy Scheider is looking, you know, you, you know, that iconic shot in Jaws where like Roy Scheider is like sitting back sitting and, he's, and he boat, notices, right? no, he's, yeah. not, he's on the beach and he notices the shark fin out there. And it was like a, the way that they did it was they did zoom and they pulled the camera back at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they zoomed in and pulled the camera back at the same time. They created that like I forget what the what the name of the effect was. Yeah, but that was I, the know first, what you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But that was like the first time it was ever done in film. And oh, OK. Um, I think a lot of the time, a lot of what they did in here was like, you know, iconic. And we kind of take that for granted. You know, it's like we see all the time, like a lot of the stuff we see in 
Yeah, especially and, and, the behind the scenes stuff, man. Yeah, it's, well, it's, well, we we take a lot of that stuff for granted, but I don't want to take this stuff for granted in this movie because it was so iconic and like you know ahead of its time. I, yeah. I, I would say maybe ahead of its time, maybe not, but um. And then the face pulling thing, you remember it? Like she, like he got on top of her and she pulled his face <laughs> off, and it, that that kind of got me. That was like Crypt Keeper shit. That was like Indiana Jones, like the, the yeah. face melting stuff. Uh, I don't know where that fit in with this because you shouldn't be able to pull Freddy's face off and like have him going. <laughs> he was like the cackle. <laughs> the cackle. <laughs> I didn't think that fit. They should have had something else with that. But okay, you know, it is what it is. You know, and it's like Freddy should be scary on his own. Don't pull his face off and have something more frightening. Um, but then we get to uh, uh, Nancy in school. So Tina gets murdered. Oh, I didn't even. Well, she gets yeah, she yeah, gets we, murdered in the. I don't even in have the epic way, which is the spinning room like style yes. shot. And that's what yeah, and that's what I have in the innovative camera work. Yeah. Which that's why I wrote it down is because Tina gets uh, murdered uh, while she's in bed with Rod, mm-hmm. and uh, Rod has no idea what's going on, but Freddie's murdering her in her dream. And Rod's just sitting there witnessing the entire thing, and she gets dragged up and down yeah. and left and right, and just gets slashed they, up. They have like the camera kind of over his back left shoulder. Right, it's, it's almost like a first person <clears throat> so view. It's he's look, yeah, he's looking, and it just just great. I mean, Freddie's not even in the scene, right? And it's just like so crazy of a of a murder, and yeah, that that's just always. My favorite, one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. Absolutely, and it, it's it's one of those shots that they're replicated today. I think of like uh, yeah. Inception, where uh, Jordan Joseph Gordon Levitt is like in the hallway in the hotel, and he's mm-hmm. like fighting the dude, you know, oh, yeah. in, in uh, Christopher Nolan's movie. Um, this has got to be one of those, you know, first, you know, instances of that rotating room mm-hmm. and things are upside down. And we'll get to the Johnny Depp's death scene later. Uh, yeah, where they do very one, yeah. good camera work and uh, very innovative, very creative, uh, very impressive, I will say, too, mm-hmm. you know, for the time. Um, yeah, they nailed it, too, with, like, the blood color. You know what I mean? It was really good. Just... Yeah, the one thing I didn't like is that, that like, you see, a like, a, a one-second shot of her shirt opening and, like, there's a slice across her her, her chest, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't care if I saw her breasts or not, but it was like, it just looked clay you know everything looks like like it was made of clay you know i was like eh. they could have probably done a little bit better with that you know but Maybe. but the rotating room their budget on the room yeah so um just to describe it for anyone who's not seen it it's like the so they're laying in bed and uh she is seemingly you know lifted out of thin air uh up to the ceiling and dragged across the every single wall and ceiling part of the room and Freddie is uh, slashing the shit out of her, and she just ends up with this bloody mess. And then Rod uh, escapes out the window because he doesn't want to be framed yeah, for I that mean, murder. Yeah, I mean, basically, he does the worst thing you could do, which is, like, <laughs> leave, see that, and then leave running away. I mean, you are now instantly <laughs> at that fault, happened, you know what I mean? If that happened to me, I'm like, I'd stay there. and be like, I just want a lawyer. There, I just want a lawyer. I just want a lawyer. I'm Literally not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. two other people in the house that can vouch that you did not do that. I'm like, I just want a lawyer. I'm not ta- I'm not speaking to anybody. I just yeah. want a lawyer. <laughs> you know, that's all. Yeah, he didn't do that. And then, you know, later in the movie when he <laughs> tries running again from the cops, like, what are you doing, dude? Stop running. Just get a lawyer. Stop running. <laughs> 
<laughs> and speaking of running, uh, the next scene is uh, Nancy in the high school uh, in English class or something after grieving over her best friend. Um, and the teacher, you know who that teacher is? I do. Uh, I only know her by one role. Kingpin? Kingpin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Up top. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's been in other things, but uh, she'll always be the landlord to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, dude. Um, but yeah, uh, she, uh, uh, the landlord from Kingpin, is the teacher in this movie, and uh, 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 Nancy. She looks is, great. She looks really yeah, young. super young and uh, like fresh faced. Not gross at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but Nancy's in the. Uh, um, classroom just falling asleep to whatever that chick says and i'm sure there's some and and i remember reading something or watching a youtube video or whatever about this a long time ago and i and i didn't do a whole lot of research on this episode because i do love love this movie all i did was watch it and kind of write things down um but i faintly remember um seeing something like what the what, remember when she falls asleep in, in school there's a kid that walks up and He's reading something, and I didn't even pay attention what mm -hmm. he, what he's reading. But it has some significance to dreams and nightmares, and um, like the the gods. And yeah, nightmares they change or something it. Like, that. like as he starts reading, it's just kind of like whatever they're learning. But then you can tell when he starts like oh, really? changing into something. When she starts dreaming, seems more like what you're saying. Right like now. aft to what she's yeah. Because yeah, okay. then even at the end of it, like he's real slow and monotone, and then. You know, he finishes okay, I get something that. in dreams, I think, where it's like the last. And there's a lot of little Easter eggs in there, and, and I, I believe in this uh, movie when it comes to dreaming and uh, nightmares and, you know, philosophy and, and, and old world uh, philosophers and what what they kind of attribute to the meaning of dreams. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, she falls asleep in English class or whatever it is and she fights with Freddy but then she burns her arm to wake herself up and she realizes hey I can do this to get out of the dream I can just you know hurt myself but not kill myself I just yeah. gotta hurt myself I can wake up and and be a part of the dream Which it seems like when she really sizzled her arm on that thing in the dream like that looks I expected <laughs> way more when she looks at it it's just like the tiniest little pink spot well, it was day one. <laughs> if you've ever been burned before, day three or four is when it, it really like started. It pretty like flesh peeling uh, sizzle when I, I heard it. I get but it, it, but I've had burns. Like I used to work in a pizza shop when I was like 18 or 19. Yeah. And like you don't see it for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah it scabs up and like you can burn it and it looks, actually looks cool. Like, like you've been branded, you know. <laughs> but... After like three or four days, it scabs up and it looks terrible. You know, yeah. at first it looks cool, but <laughs> three or four days, yeah, you're gonna regret that shit. And, and then you know, she has the. Uh, I did like the symbolism of uh, you know. We, uh, I'll I'll talk about again like the camera work. She's still in the dream and she sees uh, her friend Tina in a body bag, you know, kind of being dragged around the yeah. school, you know, mm -hmm. and then she runs into the. No running in the hall check, and she's wearing yeah. uh, 
I was uh, thinking of her. I was like, man, she only that she only got one line. In that she was book. scary. To, like that's the one thing I remember when I was a I'm kid. I'm like, I wonder what that chick's up to. <laughs> she was scarier than Freddy Krueger to me when I was a kid because yeah. like because she, she donned the glove after yep. a while, you know, in the second shot. And she's like, no running, no in, the running hall. in the halls. Yeah. And she's like, screw your pass. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you have a hall pass? Screw your pass. I wonder if kids still have that hall passes and stuff. I'd imagine it's attached to like a toilet seat or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I would say it's probably an app on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> no. They got to keep it old school. Fucking connected to a fucking cinder block, you know? <laughs> connected to a cinder block. <laughs> Big giant key. Um, so yeah, she's in the school, and yeah, Freddy self mutilates himself, and then there's the bathtub scene, the iconic bathtub scene, where uh, Nancy yeah. is in the bathtub, and that's a very famous scene where Freddy's glove comes up between her legs, and yeah. is but you know ready to kill, but and her mom like, interrupts she's, it. She's singing that song. Why? Well, you know. Th- She's literally relaxing, singing the most frightening song that. From what I get, it's it's like a common, like uh, uh, n- you know, ner- I don't want to say nursery rhyme, but it's like a common song that kids know. But why do they know that? You know, and that's you- where that's where the Freddie lore kind of confuses me because yes, it, it, and we get the images of the children that he killed like, that are like skipping rope and doing hopscotch and all that. But why, yeah, why does the song leave on, live on, you know? Well, that, I, but I'm just wondering, so, like, okay, you know, obviously she knows she's up against something serious and crazy. And and sinister. Sinister, and, and, like, that song has something to do with that. Why is she laying in the bathtub singing that song to herself? Yeah, while she's like gonna pass out, you know what I mean? It's that like, is a confusing part that's, of the story. That would be line. the last thing I'd be saying. I'd be like, "Don't fall asleep, motherfucker! Don't fall asleep, motherfucker! Don't fall asleep, motherfucker!" <laughs> I'm not singing the Freddie rhyme. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing the Freddie rhyme. <laughs> that's like saying Candyman like what, four times and then Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Yeah, that is very confusing. You're flirting with death now. Um, but that, it, but the scene is very iconic and uh, yeah, uh, very good scene. I would, I will say, I'll, I, you know, it's iconic for a reason. It's a very good scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you know, one of your most vulnerable points, and uh, oh yeah, you're falling Absolutely. asleep, and your legs are spread apart, and then you get a claw coming up, and then mom comes and says. Are you okay? And you say, yeah, I'm good. And then mom leaves and then you get pulled under. Yeah. And she's like drowning. Like that's a very scary feeling, you know. Just drowning in general. Like that has got to be like the most terrifying way to go. Yeah, I would think so. But she's being being pulled and being drowned. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like there's like nothing you can do. If you're awake trying to not to drown, that's like. (laughs) It's like I can swim to the surface, but something pulling me under. It's like, fuck that, you know. Very terrifying. Like this, I remember this is one of those those scenes that I was like really freaked me out when I was a kid. You know, uh, very iconic. Uh, and, and still th- through none of this, mom says nothing. Yeah, here's some warm milk. <laughs> here's some warm milk. Hey, I like how she's like warm milk. Gross. What the fuck it's is like, that? Yeah, even in the eighties, my grandma were still like that's gross. My grandma offered me warm milk one time when I was a kid. I was yeah. like, what? What? <laughs> 
Best going with some hot cookies. And... Why is it warm? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, go put it in the fridge. Yeah, cool that Jesus. shit down. Put some cubes in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it waters it down. Um, and and we, this this was a scene that they did recreate in the uh, remake of it. Yeah. yeah. He actually did quite a bit of it. The spinning rooms and all yeah, that stuff. very, he did very, it. They did I, it all very good. The, yeah, the remake. You know, everyone hates it because of the way that Freddie looked. You know, they called him like Wilson with like burnt, like, yeah, like the yeah. burnt, burnt volleyball. You know, <laughs> in space. Know. You know, yeah, I mean, and you yeah. can see it, and I get it, but. Um, I, I still liked it. I thought I liked you know, it. I it wasn't. Gr- it was good, not great. You know, that's it really was good, what it was. not great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and then, um, you know, she was, so she's, you know, she's always staying awake. You know, she's got to stay awake the entire movie, you know? Yeah, that's uh, and, brutal. And then Glenn takes guard, you know, like her mom comes in and she like takes away all the coffee pot and all that shit. And yeah. she like she uncovers a, a curtain, like pulls out the co- <laughs> Mr. Coffee. And, yeah, like, a coffee maker yeah. with already coffee filled in it. She takes, you know, starts slamming it. You know what I don't like about a lot of these, uh, uh, well, the entire thing about not falling asleep. There's a thing called crystal meth. <laughs> you guys never thought of that? <laughs> Why are they drinking coffee? There's a thing called crystal meth. You can stay up for It'll weeks, motherfucker. It'll get you going. That's like, you know, it's like you you could probably fucking put that shit in a yeah. bullet and kill Freddy Krueger with fucking <laughs> the crystal meth. That's it. That's all you got to do. A bullet can't even take you down. Exactly. You ain't know, seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's a thing you called crystal meth. in the chest, keep walking. It's like the, the, the JV of staying awake, you know? <laughs> like, get on the varsity squad. Start doing some coke Hell or yeah. crystal meth. <laughs> uh, that's terrible. There's plenty of shit out there besides coffee. You want to stay awake. And that... And that's why it's so unbelievable. <laughs> that's that's what does suspend my disbelief is that, is that they're not doing they, coke, meth, on coffee, fucking crazy? speed, anything. You know. Yep. They're just drinking coffee. I drink coffee, okay, yep. and I still fall asleep every day. With as much coffee as she was drinking, she must have been shitting five, six times a day. <laughs> like, hold on. Oh, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom before I go to sleep. Glenn, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> Um, but I do like the uh, uh, scene, you know, where so she's got to go find Freddie, you know, she, you know, the next scene where she's got to, you know, she recruits Johnny Depp, aka Glenn, to, uh, you know, keep guard, you know, where she fails miserably at. Uh, she tries to find him and, uh, you know, th- you know, uh, and then this scene I really did like because they do that thing where she goes into the boiler room and, and, and this and that. And then like she gets pushed back and then she's all of a sudden in her front yard and she falls into like the trellis that with the roses and all that. Mm-hmm. And then she runs up the stairs and it's like the mush, mushy, mushy stairs. stairs. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that they did redid that in the, in the uh, new yeah. movie or you know, uh-huh. the remake. I mean. Um, but I did appreciate that. It's like, yeah, that's what dreams are. It's like you go from location to location. It's like you have, yeah. you know, it just like there's no explanation. You just appear there, you know. And that's what I did like. And, you know, I, and I'll keep repeating. I do like it about this movie is that you know they take dreams seriously to an extent, 
you know, as a horror movie, but it's like they kind of follow the dream rules. It's like there are no rules. It's it's right. you, you location to location. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter who's there. People just show up. You never know when you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, very and and that's why I take this movie seriously. You know, again, you know, it's a horror. It's schlocky, but still, you know, has that feeling of. Yeah, what's dream and what's reality, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, she does the uh, um, thing where it's like, it's a dream, it's not real. It's not, it's a dream, it's not real. And it's like, yeah, Freddy's big blows. old dumb Glenn just. Right, just sleeping. Fell asleep mm-hmm. like a dummy. Fucking Johnny Depp. <laughs> she Worthless. Should've, she should have shit in his bed. <laughs> she should have shit in his bed. <laughs> Indeed. And then we go to the. Uh, uh, Rod's hanging, and that that that's a scene that I remember in my childhood. Like yeah. when uh, Rod gets hung by Freddie, you know, that's crazy. Because Nancy in her dream, she goes to the jail and she sees Rod sleeping there. She sees Freddie go there and like you know blow through the uh, or, or morph through the the, the, the prison bars. Cell, yeah, and um, uh, nothing much comes from it. But it, in the next scene, we see Rod get hung uh, by a sheet. Which, you know, it scared the shit out of me as a kid, you know? It's like, but you can see, like, the hand that was, yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was the thing. Like, when it first starts, you're kind of like, what's going on? Like, That's a hand. What's it going to do, you know? And it, right. as it's starting to twist more and come towards it, you're still, like, a little confused. But then it gets around his like, neck. Like, oh, shit, and you're he's like, getting hung. Oh, I know what... <laughs> now I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, very scary as a kid. Not so much these days, but... Uh, and, you know, all the while, you have the parents just, like, denying everything that's going on, Ugh. you know. And, and, and I, think, I couldn't stand Nancy's mom, dude. Uh, she's Ugh. a drug. Well, it's like, that's it. I think maybe this is where the trope started, where, like, the parents don't believe the teenagers, you know. Yeah. I th- maybe this is where maybe. it started. Um, but, yeah, none of the parents believe what's going on. But, yes, yeah, so there's something sinister going on behind uh, the parents' motivations. Really makes the parents, like completely worthless yeah (laughs) well it's like they're they're all worthless like tina's mom was this dumb slut like nancy's mom's a fucking drunk and like like gin really gin that's that's your thing whisper talks constantly that that drove me crazy you know (laughs) let me say something about nancy's mom If she was at the end of the bar, I'd pick that bitch up. (laughs) She was all right. She She had a look about her. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't. uh, I wouldn't pass by that one. (laughs) We were like, hey. Like I'm like the Terminator. Like I got the the, the sight. Like, <laughs> drunk bitch. <laughs> no, not just drunk bitch. Drunk old old yeah. old bitch. <laughs> Ret to go. Want some? <laughs> Come get some. Yeah. Uh. Uh, man, yes, I am terrible. Uh, uh, but yeah, Rod gets hung, and then they go to the sleep study thing. Yeah. And uh, do you know who the doctor was in that? I recognize him. He was very young. His name is uh, Charles Fleischer. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him in tons of things. Yeah, you know why? I just couldn't put my name, or I couldn't have name to him. You know, he's a voice actor. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. He did uh, the voice of Roger Rabbit. 
Oh, in Roger Who Framed Roger, which we may do a, an episode on that. I don't know how. Uh, cl- I don't know how close to the heart. No, you're just like fuck that movie. <laughs> well, why 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 it's close to the heart for me is uh, it's one of the one movies I remember seeing in the theater before the age of ten. You know that's why yeah. I like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like. Uh... You know, the early Disney stuff from when I was really young was cool to, like, a point. And that then ain't Disney. And then it all stopped. No, no, I'm just saying, like... Cartooning? And animated Cartoons? stuff yeah. at all. And then, like... You were done? As I started, yeah, teens and stuff, I just didn't care for anything animated anymore. Well, I would say it's like, I want you to watch it. I love it. Maybe you Oh, hate. I've seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen it. I just I couldn't struggle through it. Now I'd be like, oh, good God. Well, that's why the show. I don't want to uh, just do stuff that we love. We shouldn't do some stuff. Like, we did Batman for, Forever. That was terrible. You know. We both gave it a D. We both we both gave it a D. We can watch I bad remember movies. Remember if we uh... we can do stuff we hate. You know. Maybe we were reaching for content. I don't know. It was our second <laughs> I episode. Think it was like... <laughs> We were like, reaching for shit. We did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's what was great about those Batmans. Yeah, they're good, but they're bad. They, try, yeah. they tried, but they crashed and burned with the most popular actors that couldn't do shit with that. Well, uh, well there's one episode we did not release, and uh, I think we all know which one that is. And <laughs> I may release it. Oh, yeah? We'll see, yeah. Did I release? I don't think I released it. I don't even know what you're talking about. The Batman and Robin one. I've not. Oh, re- I did. I never released it. We did an episode on it. Oh, that one's gross. It's very gross. I mean, it's gross. Yeah, I've got. There's like three or four episodes as have not been released. If you look it up, there's a of picture of you know Batman, Robin, and Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> and it's so. It's bad. It's I get so it. Bad. Yeah, I know. All right. Let's let's not get too much <laughs> off topic. And they uh, made outfits that like they didn't yes, even use yes, in the movie. Yes, yes, yes. I get it. I've I've done the deep dive on it and we will uh, release the episode eventually, but uh, uh in this episode we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, not fucking Batman and Robin. That was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Cue the snare. No? They did no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, one thing I did notice, like, so she, so they, her mom brings her into a sleep study to, you know, kind of monitor yeah. her dreams and all that to push and, her towards death, basically. Yeah, to make her kill herself her or, or medication or whatever it is. Did you notice the size of that paper that they were? Recording her sleep study on. Yeah. It was like three feet yeah. wide. You know, what the fuck are they doing? It's like you couldn't do that on like 11 inches, 11 inch wide paper. It's like, why do you need so many lines? And what yeah. do those lines mean? Like, what the fuck is going on? It's I like, thought that was there was like because 26 that, scribbles on there, you know. That's what I thought was funny because he could literally just say anything and the lines don't mean anything. It's like, oh, you can see right here, she's really falling into REM and, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, so like right here, you know, he's just going based on one through five, and uh, it's a very blah. big waste of paper, I would say. And yeah. on top of that, yes, I think he was a con artist. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that job. I think. Yeah, I'm going to start my own school. <laughs> 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 You're a 
And then, so yeah, Nancy goes into the sleep study, and uh, obviously she's going to have a nightmare. Obviously. And uh, she uh, wrestles with Freddy, which we don't see, but she uh, wakes up, and they try and uh, sedate her again. She's like, no, we're not... (laughs) She like pushes the doc, the nurse yeah. away, and uh, she pulls out Freddy's hat. Yeah, I don't know where. So she realizes that she can bring Freddy or things from the dream world. That's into where the like world. the first look where the mom looks at that like, oh shit, I recognize that hat. Yeah, but she still isn't. But she isn't in saying mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. But when you, if you know, well, she it, is drunk. You but. look at that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's half in the bag every. It's year. like, oh, it's your dad's hat. Uh, <laughs> Dad, I remember I that one. That. I blew this guy uh, at the Led Zeppelin concert. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same hat. <laughs> yeah, the same hat. It was black though. Yeah. It's like he got a brother, but you don't know burnt. his name. <laughs> I think it's Billy Ray or something. It's Tyrone, I think. <laughs> I like that when she cracks open the door and her mom pulls up. Come on, come on. Just, just starts chopping it's it. It's gin. I was like, oh my God. Is it gin? It's I don't gin. know. My fu- It was clear. I was looking. I was like, is that vodka or is that gin? Oh, it's gin. It's gin. <laughs> it's gin. Even worse, I think. Oh, I am quite the alcoholic, right? I can drink whiskey. I can drink tequila. I can drink vodka. It's the clearest one. Gin? Gin, no way. Afraid not, my friend. Yeah. I, I will never do a gin martini. No. It's just, it's like. Oh, is okay. that what martinis are? Mar- like a true martini is it's, a gin martini, oh. yes. But I drink, I, I, I love vodka martinis. Like I get three olives and a twist yeah. and it's super cold and you get a little vermouth and it's got like a little bitterness to it. It's really good if you like alcohol. But <laughs> like the gin martini, fuck to the no. Like. <laughs> It's like crushing up a bunch of pine needles and <laughs> muddling them and then like putting it in a oh. drink. I'm like, no, I, I don't like it. It's like people like it. I don't. That, you know. It tastes like a, a tree air freshener. Yes. Pine tree air it's freshener. Like, it definitely does. And then it, that's what I get from it. And I don't like the taste. You know, it's like purists will say their only martini is a gin martini. But no, I'm a vodka martini. It's like yeah. if I'm going to a steakhouse, I'm getting a steak and I'm You're getting a dirty, vodka martini. You're the dirty slut of martinis. Uh, I definitely am. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely am. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, after that, what were we talking about? Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I took us off track. I kind of jumped over to so the movie. giant paper roll, no, she was at the, the gin paper. bottle. Yeah, I literally yeah. have the gin bottle <laughs> written down here. <laughs> They, they, it's, it's funny how they make her out to be such an alcoholic. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> it's like it's, it's really pushed. It's around. right there. <laughs> but then uh, Nancy's mom finally uh, admits uh, the truth about Fred Krueger and why the children are dreaming yeah, of Fred Krueger. Like, Secures the house with all the window bars. Yeah, she puts and, bars on the windows. Yeah. And you're like, uh, so what do you, uh, what, what do you know that I don't know? Type of thing. You know what it is? Come down to the cellar. Come, I know, dude. <laughs> Come crazy. down to the cellar. That was so. I don't, I don't think I'm going with was, you, mom. <laughs> I was like, oh well, obviously she's Freddy. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm gonna well, run away. I'm not going down to the cellar with yeah. you. It's like, what do you mean, come down to this? And by the way, it's a basement. What yeah. the fuck are you talking why are you about? Cellar. It a cellar. And why do you have to whisper everything so it sounds evil? <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> Come Even down when to she's the like cellar. loving. It's like is this 1893? You got fucking salted pork down there and wine uh, bottles. Geez. Like what the fuck is the cellar? <laughs> salted pork. <laughs> what the fuck? She goes down there. Here's Fred's body. <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah. Nancy finally comes home from the sleep study and uh, her mom tells her the truth that uh, a bunch of parents realized that uh, Fred Krueger was a, indeed a child murderer and they chased him into a factory and burned the shit out of him. And uh, well, because he at first that uh, he did get like uh, arrested for it and tried, but some technicality, technicality he got released and yeah. then that infuriated the, the townsfolk of all the kids, yeah, they all you know got their torches and they chase, yeah, pitchforks you know, and torches, yeah, yeah and they chased, chased him around, them around, which and burned him inside a building, which I don't know. Which if I actually like that they show that in the remake of the one they you know yeah 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 far. yeah absolutely. You see Fred kind of you almost kind of feel bad for his character for a minute for a minute. Yes, for a minute. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> And we'll get to One that. We'll, small minute. We'll get to the uh, remake <laughs> after we uh, talk about the end of the movie. So, you know, Nancy's been, you know, reading up on like booby traps and all that kind of stuff, the personal <laughs> yeah. survival. Yeah. Uh, survivor. We, we do have to talk about uh, Johnny Depp's death, uh, which is the most gruesome in the entire movie. Uh, I think I texted you, he was liquefied. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, I think, uh, think Tina's is. Pretty close. I think the the room, the spinning room, that was pretty. It's pretty subject. awesome. It's subjective. Yeah. It was good. It was good, but like more gruesome. Like he was liquefied. He was he was made into a milkshake. You know, like yeah. And what what happened to him? Like that's what I want to know. Like how did Freddie yeah. turn him into you know mush essentially? You know, because so for out you know people out there they've obviously seen the, obviously seen the movie, but we're gonna kind of go through it. Um, Nancy recruits Glenn to kind of, you know, stay awake and all that. And his parents and fuck his parents. I'll say fuck it. Fuck Glenn's parents. <laughs> They're super, you know, uptight and like, uh, didn't want, uh, Nancy seeing Glenn, even though like there's been two of their friends that have been murdered and, uh, they don't care. Yeah, and they, they have like they don't no want, pity for her. They don't want them to have any kind of communication. Yeah, it's mostly, the, <laughs> mostly the father. Yeah. Uh, okay. I get yeah, that. He was a little more. Protective. He, it was more straight to the point, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick, call in here. Click. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> At least the mom like listened for a minute, and you know. Well, one thing I like Glenn's death was like anticlimactic. It was just literally like a, yeah. a zoom out, and then all of a sudden you see the Freddy hand come on his right uh, on it on his. That's uh, why I, you know I'm a little indifferent on that being the best one because I didn't say best. I said the most gruesome. Most gruesome. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. The best one was obviously Tina, yeah. but uh, the most gruesome, yeah, Glenn. It's like all, all you see is is Freddie's hand come out yeah. from under the bed, pulls every bit of shit, everything. The cords, TV, the cords, the cords are <laughs> the receiver that his headphones were the record player, <laughs> yeah. and it just like and again yeah. with the camera work, it's like it was obviously an upside down shot, yeah. like with shit just like piling out, right? But it was like. If you had the worst diarrhea on the on the that you've ever had, that's what it was. You it know, was like a camera in the toilet. Seat. Yeah, it's just coming out and coming it's out. Spewing. It out. was solids and liquids, <laughs> and 
Uh, it was human milkshake. Like, yeah. what happened to him? I mean, I get he died, but yeah. <laughs> you don't know what happened to him. That's yeah. I think that's my whole problem with that that part um, is that like they should have like explained a little bit yeah. more. Just aside from the fucking splatter of of, of humanity, you know. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen it be a little more gruesome. Yeah, but. well, it's like, well, well, with any any scene like that, you want to see some kind of a story, yeah. of, <laughs> even if it's 30 seconds. It's yeah. like, well, have him wander into the boiler room and, like, slash right. him up, and, like, then we'll cut to the to the bedroom or something yeah. like that, like they did in the, in the subsequent movies. Um, For having, you know, Johnny Depp, even back then, being like, you know, and introducing, and, you know, he was yeah. supposed to be, like, the big, you know... Next thing. Kind of role, and it, it just kind of, he really didn't have much of a role in the movie on some parts, and, you know, yeah, you he think really he, wasn't, like, a main character necessarily, it just... He wasn't a you know, main character, but he was a main character, He was, like, yeah. secondary to what, Nancy? Or, no, he was a main character, you know, you know he, he lived till, the, you know, an hour and... If you want to put movie. it that way, for sure, but there was definitely a large he was a sequence main that were like he wasn't even like in the movie. Well, he was a bigger character than Tina and Rod, you know. Like yeah, they were on, they were on the bridge, they were on the bridge eating uh, fast food Their and all fast that. Fast food scene? Did you yeah. like that? You yeah, cozy. Yeah. Well, you know the funny Tell thing. Tell you what, that burger looked terrible. Yeah, it did. There was no lettuce, no tomato, no, no that onion. Was all bun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck that. Can I get a ketchup burger, please? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> uh, one thing I did notice is like, so the rest of the um, the rest of the series takes place in uh, Springwood, Ohio. You know, that's kind of like their fictional town. Mm-hmm. But there's palm trees all over that uh, that bridge. You know, I was like, that's obviously California. <laughs> I never even noticed. And then you, if you go into his room, there's a California license plate. On oh, the really? Yeah, there that's is. Hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, he was a main character. It's like if you talk about the characters in the movie, he was more of a main character than, you know, Nancy's mom. I, yeah, maybe not. Uh-uh. No, I don't. I don't know if I have a good comparison. But he was part of the main cast. You know, I'll say that. Yeah, I mean the four of them. He wasn't a secondary player. Um, but also John Sack. We'll talk about John Saxon in a second. You know who John Saxon is. Uh, you know Nancy's dad. You know he was yeah, he's yeah. he's in a lot of Bruce Lee movies too. Yeah, yeah. He was like a he's kung a, fu he's dude. A young badass. You yeah, know? he was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to talk about the tongue phone. When, oh yeah, the tongue. <laughs> when phone. she can't get a hold get a hold of yeah. Glenn. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> You're my boyfriend You're my now. <laughs> yeah, boyfriend now. And yeah, she tries calling Glenn, but she can't do it. And again, there's a there's that you know jump between dream and reality is that happening in reality or is that is that a dream yeah. what the fuck why is that happening in reality you know um and i love shots like that too that show like at one time there was no cell phones there was only the phone yeah rotary phone <laughs> well, that's it's like it. when he was <laughs> when he was calling his mom to, uh, with the boom box he's yeah. just like this, this giant rotary <laughs> ching yeah. <laughs> you slam it down Yep, when she ripped her phone out of the wall, she's like, damn it. Yeah. Now she's got to go downstairs to use yeah, the phone. Sign of the times, man. Sign of the times. <laughs> uh, but then she sends out, she uh, sets up a bunch of booby traps, brings uh, Freddie into the real world because she knew she could do that by bringing the hat into the uh, sleep study type thing. Um, she brings him in. Uh, 
you know, the sledgehammer thing. I don't know how that was supposed to stop him. Um, the the it was fun watching her put it up. Yeah, it yeah. was. There's a montage. Like, Look, she's looking to do some badass shit. Yeah, it's it's a montage some of her alone shit. Yes, yeah, <laughs> montage of her being Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but none of it really worked. It's like it didn't stop him. It just no. kind of stunned him, you know, a little yeah. bit. And like the bullet uh, gunpowder and the, uh, uh, the light bulb. Light fixture. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's that fucking supposed to do? turn it on? Okay, there's a little bit of a fire. Yeah. But if Arnold um, Schwarzenegger did that, that'd be messing people up yeah. all kind. Of, they'd be going flying back. Yeah, right. Oh. Mm-hmm. The same last action hero, Nancy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just goes. <laughs> 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 um, but you know, so like she sets him on fire eventually, and she gets her dad. Yeah. Because uh, he's still across the street from uh, d- you know investigating Glenn's death. Still uh, not paying attention, like he no, was and, asked and to. like. It was weird, like, so they go in the front door, they go to catch the mom, um, but they don't know where mom's at, but, like, all of a sudden there's, like, fire footprints, like, where they Mm. just were at, like, they go to the basement door and he's gone, and, like, they were just there and they didn't see that, it's like, Freddy was, like, hiding around the corner and then goes up to rape the mom, like, what what the fuck is that? (laughs) Uh, But either way. exactly like that, but. (laughs) Something like that. Um, but yeah, the, so the end of the movie is, yeah, she, uh, she goes down to the basement and she, uh, sets Freddie on fire and, uh, gets her dad and they go upstairs and, uh, they can't find Freddie, but it turns out Freddie's like, yeah, raping, raping her mom or just like on top of killing her mom, but he's on fire. And there's this very cheesy scene with like the bed, like lowering down into the depths of hell yeah. and like blue lights flashing and yeah, all that stuff nancy and her dad are just kind of like looking at it like oh where's the fire extinguisher oh. <laughs> yeah yeah they're just watching freddie just like slash the shit out of the mom and go down and uh that's yeah, the end kind of, the of movie. an awkward uh kill on that one yeah it was weird it, it's a weird ending but i i guess i understand it you know it's like like mom had to die because they Oh, she, was she was responsible for irritated. Freddie's death, and or something like that. And that, you know, seemingly is the end of the movie. But then we get uh, Nancy waking up and uh, walking outside, and then like mom's alive, all her friends are alive. Well, she's and, yeah, right, right before like because she's standing by the front door, and she basically turns her back on Freddie and and tries the whole. Oh not yeah, he does the his power. He dissolves. So she's yeah. like, whatever, you know, bitch. Yeah. You know? And she's like, I don't give a shit about you. And yeah, then he just yeah dissolves. Yeah, it's, her. A, it's an allegory about not giving energy to people right. you hate. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when everything like from the switch S- of a snaps, light is yeah. like it's sunny out. She's foggy. dressed, you know. Yeah, still. still that's foggy. like if you're paying attention to that, you're like, why the hell is there fog? They mention the fog. And they're like, yeah. what's with all this fog? Yeah, yeah. they do say that. Um, but yeah, then they get into the car, and then uh, this is the end of the movie. They're like the essentially the last shot. Yeah. Mom waves off Nancy. Well, the, the hood pops up on the car, and it's the green it's the stripes. Green, <laughs> it's the green red, and red stripes. Uh huh. And they, they're figuring out, yeah, they're totally locked in the car and screaming. And then we get the cheesiest moments of the, the entire mo- mo- movie. Is like, we know there's going to be a sequel. Um, so like Tony said, the, uh, the uh, convertible top pops up on the top. 
all the kids think they're going to back to school or something, but it's yeah, it's got red and green stripes, and they have no idea. The windows roll up, the the doors get locked, and they have no idea what's going on. And then the claw comes out from the uh, the front window, like we're talking like, like a ten inch by ten, ten inch, inch yeah, window, very small window in the in the front door, and uh, the claw comes out, grabs uh, Nancy's mom. Yep. And it turns into a mannequin. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right essentially there. yanking her through said window. But and it is like... It's like 0.3 seconds. It's like an inflated, <laughs> you know... Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. It, it even kind of bounces funny when it yeah. goes through the window. Yeah, it's like, like it's hooked. Because it's, yeah, it's just... It's like, inflated, oh, shit, get in uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Uh, that was a terrible, like, looking ending, but... It also kind of gives you the idea of like, was she dreaming this whole time? Is this still a dream? Like, yes. Yeah, so is that, it actually over? Or what? What? You know, it kind of leaves it up to you. Yeah, it, it's it's open to interpretation, yeah. and and you know, it's open to a sequel. That's it, that's all it really is. Of you know, it's like she didn't defeat Freddy, but he's still out there. But I think he's out of uh, out, he's out it's of her life. Basically, saying you can't kill Freddy. Yeah, like, you can't kill Freddy. Um, Great movie, I will say. It's a good movie. No, I can't say great movie. I'm going to say good movie. Um, it's very iconic, obviously. Um, you know, I've known about this movie since I was eight years old. They've had like umpteenth sequels and, and a single remake. Um, but I liked a lot of this movie. I, I liked the camera work in a lot of it. I want to say it was like innovative for its time. Uh, I did not like a lot of, like, the acting. Like, the acting was kind of terrible. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I will say Nancy, uh, Heather Langenkamp, w- was the better part of the acting of it. You know, I felt like she was the best actor in she the entire thing. She was the better part of it. Tina wasn't enough, wasn't around enough. But it was still, she, she was still bad. she was around <laughs> enough, maybe she would have been a better, because, I don't know, like... Do you know the the name of the actress that played Tina? Uh, she like um, I feel like I've seen her in other things. You know, I don't think I've seen her in anything. Yeah, she she looked. You know, no, I think maybe this, sh- maybe TV shows. You yeah, know I mean? she's probably had some bit parts here and there, but <laughs> like yeah, her I thought her acting was very bad. I thought Rod was very bad. I thought Johnny Depp, frankly, was very bad. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But I thought that Heather Langenkamp was really good. You know, she like. It's just hard for me to watch like, um, like no name actors or actresses, um, on like one or two things, and one of the big things is when you when they cry. Crying is like sometimes, you know, like she she would look like she was kind of crying but then like maybe laughing and you know it was just kind of Nancy? like a, yeah so when she would do those type of things like those were kind of what i saw as the bad acting on her part okay but i disagree everything else was all right you know i mean what are you going to do you know i thought I well it's like even robert england i thought his acting was over the top and cheesy but you know that's the first movie. Well, yeah, and I think he kind of has to be over the top. <laughs> yeah, he has to. Yeah, Robert England is a is a funny character because this is his only role. And whenever you see him in a movie, like he'll pop up in like those B movies as like a secondary character. And you're like, oh, there's Freddy Krueger. You know, yeah. he's forever 
Freddy Krueger. He was in Stranger Things too. They had him. Oh, was he? That. Yeah. Was See, I've, with Stranger Stranger Things, I've only seen like the first season. That's it. Oh, uh, it's yeah, that's the least uh, the recent. Um, but this is his role, and he he embraces it. I follow him on Twitter, yeah. and like that's he embraces it fully. You know, should man absolutely. It's um, like uh, you know a band when they have like one or two huge hits, and that's what you know they live off their whole career. It's like either embrace it or you know it's gonna drive you crazy one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah. I I can't think of any characters like that that like hang on to that character. You know, right. And some of them, you're just like, oh, God, give it up, you know? But well, I know him, there's been, like, everyone, five Jasons or whatever, and, like... But the they're last, maskless. Yeah, yeah, but the last guy who was uh, Jason, um, he really holds on to it. Oh, like, really? He even has a band like, that he I'm plays. Jason, I'm yeah, Jason Voorhees. Or, yeah, they're, they're in like five the Jason seven. band or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hilarious. He plays, like, every Halloween, you That's know? That's funny. It's... Uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> that is Again, very Comic Cons. Well, all it's of like that he's shit. he's wearing a mask, and it's like, and I think, and you know, I was saying at the beginning, it's like that's what separates Freddy from um, the rest. Robert yeah. Englund can hold on to this role for his entire life, and he has. But no one knows who played Jason. No one who's played Mike Myers. You know, yeah. no one, you know, as far as early slasher films, like he was lucky to get in this role and hang on to it, and what he what he and do what with it what he has done. You yeah, know, he's. And he stuck with it for all the movies, which, you know, someone like that, it would be great to do. Like, I don't know if you ever seen. I mean, obviously you've seen some, but like the Hellraiser movies, they have like Pinhead, a yeah. handful of movies. But he only stayed on till like the third. The third, movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like all the other ones were like epic fails because yeah. anybody that tried to be Pinhead looked dumb as shit. Right, they were just not the right person to do it he looked like ray fines you know like you know who ray fines is he's like oh, uh voldemort voldemort oh, uh, the okay. Harry Potter okay. movies, you know? yeah that's that's why that's i thought he looked like yeah. i don't know the name of the actor and i'm sorry if the actor is listening <laughs> which <laughs> I'm i doubt sure he's not um but yeah robert england is iconic and he will always always yeah be known as freddie jackie Earl haley you know who he's been known as he'll be uh horshack and uh uh, the what's it called, the Watchmen, and he'll be Kelly from the Bad News Bears. That's that's the only thing he's gonna be known as. And that was the guy that tried to replace, who who uh, you know did the new Freddy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of bad press about that movie, you know. And I get it. They were saying it looked like a you know a beach ball that was you know had a skin stretched over it, you know. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. It was it was a bad look. You know, and I forget what the director was, and I'm not going to look it up right now because I really don't care. It may have been a bad, like, look or makeup as some people's opinion, but he wasn't a bad Freddy. So, no. I mean, to base a character off But he of wasn't just, scary. You know. He wasn't well, scary. Well, I mean. <laughs> he wasn't fucking scary. At a, at a the point first in time, Freddy neither was is scary. normal Freddy. Well, no. He was scary. The first Freddy was scary, but like the to next. To some. To some. To all. <laughs> okay, so, now um, you're th- now you're just being defensive. Nine, nine, I am being defensive. I get it. <laughs> no, when a twenty year old watched the first one, they were probably like, "Eh," you know what I mean. But well, if a twenty year old, a twenty year old, yeah, you're, of course, it's scary. It's like so. Let me ask you this: What are horror movies? What what what's the demographic that you think horror movies are at are, are aimed for? 
18 to 34 or like 16 year olds or you know 12 to 16 year olds because who's scared more i would argue it's the, 12, it's the 12 to 16 yeah. year olds they're gonna watch horror movies more than the you know 18 there's or, not a horror movie like out or, there or that women I consider scary no i mean the no shining matter how many more people make other movies there's there's either like a shock like the shock factor to the movies you know or if you're into like uh, um supernatural stuff but like you know especially like monster stuff that's that's almost never that's scary done. yeah that's yeah. over cloverfield you know? that kind of stuff yeah, yeah it's like, so eh. it's it's got to be a younger demographic for sure would you say we're scared out yeah as a society can, well well if, if you're asking a that is a personal question to me i would say yeah yeah like i am yeah, there's nothing that's going to scare society, you. As a society, I mean... It's like, I'm, what are we going to do next? Torture, sure. ki- torture children? Is that is that the next thing that's going to scare us, you know? Like, well, I mean, yeah, you can go online and watch somebody actually get their face blown off. Right. And that's pretty damn scary. That's very scary. So, like, <laughs> you know, they have, they have ways of looking at that or, like, something that somebody made like this that probably isn't. Yeah. They already know it's not real going into it. Yeah, I think it's... You know, as an society, yeah, as a society, I think you're you're definitely onto it. Yeah, I think we're all desensitized to violence and uh, scary things. I mean, occasionally there's certain scary things, but they're more like psychological or um, like watching. Mostly real life stuff is scary. Like, uh, yes, I'll agree with that too. Like true crime (laughs) stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's scary stuff. You know, Um, if you were to if you were to guess what on Nightmare on Elm Street Part One is on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, what would you say? What would you guess? And I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You're shocked. Uh-huh. So it's either got to be super high or super low. Yes. Uh, today, damn. With the critics. With the critics. I think maybe I'll go low. Well, fuck. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Maybe... 15%. Wow. And the critics have it as at 95%. Whoa! I almost changed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're... Damn. You're exact opposite of what the critics have. I'm well, shocked. I, like, that's, that's why I said, I said I'm you shocked. You said shocked, so it's either super fucking right. low or super high. I'm shocked they have it that I high. I just went with super low. Just, it's... You know. I think it's... I mean, look at Nightmare on Elm Street 5. I'm sure it's like 15%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's obviously a downfall in them, and I think know, they're looking at it just like it's any of straight us. Horror. Just it's, you it's, know. It, it's a very good movie. It's like like we we were talking about like the like the the dream to reality where there you can't tell where that happens. It's it's like you it, it's good filmmaking. I think um, yes, ninety five percent of the original Nightmare on Elm Street is ninety five percent with the critics. What do you think of with the audience? Oh, yeah, it's got to be. Just as fucking close. No, it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> you're like no stupid. It's not. I'm not saying no stupid. I'm just it's saying ten percent. It is ten percent. It's eighty four. It's eighty four percent. And it is a good movie. It's like I wouldn't tell. You, I couldn't tell. You, I couldn't even guess what the second movie was. But um, um, I would imagine the third movie is probably like seventy percent. The fourth movie is probably like. 
fifty percent, and then the fifth movie is like you know thirty percent. You know, you're high on all of that. Uh, I don't know. That's just my guess. Well, we might be reviewing these movies, so I don't want to. uh, um, uh, get ahead of ourselves. Though. Oh man, you're gonna put me through the Batman stages of uh, uh, <laughs> watching those epic, terrible well, it's fucking like, movies. Well, why would I do uh, that? Because this is part of the zeitgeist. It's what yeah. we're talking about, it, you, you know, right. like we're gonna be you getting right. to, you know, we're getting to the '80s. We're getting to, you know, the early '90s. It's like the last, you know, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street part of the series was like '94 with a new Nightmare, so. The last one, like Freddie, remember Freddie's one because she came back. Yeah, Every, everybody was. Freddie's Dead was like ninety one or something. Brecken Meyer was in that yeah, that, that stupid movie. Yeah, it was God, it was bad. Jesus with the Nintendo Power Pad. Yeah, no, we're, we're playing, playing with power. <laughs> we're playing with power. <laughs> he does get into like the caricature the power glove yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, they're terrible. And the cockroach, uh, uh, roach motel thing in yeah. the in the third or, no the fourth one. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I we think, can get I into. I think they it. saw, like, they really went the Beetlejuice route in a few of those. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good comparison, you know. Even though we, we already did Beetlejuice, but we, yeah. I do love that movie. But, yes, they tried being super – he, he, yeah, he becomes a caricature yeah. of the character. And he should definitely um, you know, be remembered as the horror – horror icon that he was rather than the caricature you know the remember i'll get you my pretty you know yeah. remember you know he was like in the, in the witch's hat like yeah you know with the oh, Jesus. it was so stupid yeah um but yeah uh what grade would you give this movie the original nightmare on elm street the original um right now um certainly better than all the other ones um, so yeah, I would give it like a B plus. I agree. That's yeah. exactly why I was thinking a B plus. You know, it's not a perfect movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, we're a little bit biased because there's, you know, a lot more horror, better horror movies. But it well, should that, it, any it, any like '80s movie that I can go back and watch and still enjoy is like, you know, pretty good to me. Like. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to say this started a lot of the, you know, slasher. Like, like Freddie actually put a face, you know, yeah. a, an actual person face, whatever you want to call it, onto the uh, the dark, ominous figure, you know. It's like, yeah, you had your Mike Myers. Yeah, you had your Jason, but you didn't know who was behind the mask. But Freddie, mm-hmm. you know exactly what you're dealing with. Yep. All right. Anything else to say about Nightmare on Elm Street? That's it, man. I mean, you know. It's going to be interesting if we go to the other ones. I think they're going to be a lot crazier. They're going to be bad. And well, I, I you know, I really want to do like when we get to Halloween time, we should we, yeah. we got to do some Bust horror movies. Yeah, Maybe we'll sure. do one one month of uh, horror movies yeah. and uh, I'm done with that. Uh that'd be great. Uh I you know, again, like the second one I've I've only, I've never seen. I, I think I saw I saw it once when I was like you know, 10 years old. Well, I think or that's even better to do that one because yeah, I can't fresh remember eyes. it. You can't, yeah. you don't think you've even seen it. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe that'll, that'll be, be our, that'll be our next, uh, uh, nightmare on Elm street, uh, review yeah. that we do. Thank you everyone for listening. And we really appreciate it. We love you and we appreciate you listening to our show. Please check us out on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and the anchor app. Oh, 
I forgot about Spotify. Check us out on oh, Spotify as well. Don't forget about that. That's the major player. Yeah. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify and the Anchor app. Tony, what else we got? You can check us out at our Facebook, our Instagram, and Twitter at the Retro MMG Show. Thank you all for listening. We very, very much appreciate it. And uh, we will check you next time. Later.